Persistence hunting is thought to have been one of the earliest forms of human hunting, evolved over 2 million years ago. Welcome to the Sales Unscripted Podcast, where it's not what you're saying, but who you're being while you're saying it that matters. Sales and scaling your business is what drives the engine here. So drop in, buckle up, and hold on, because we're about to shake up the sales game with the man behind the mic, Jim Padilla. All right. Thanks, Strickland. Appreciate that, my man. I'm going to share something with you today. The secret to how we have incredible fourth quarters every year. Not magic, but there's a strategy to it, and I want to share it with you. Before the agricultural revolution, human beings spent more time on this planet as hunter-gatherers relying on nature as resources and their own survival instincts to sustain themselves. The Kalahari Bushmen of the Kalahari Desert in Africa use one of the oldest forms of hunting known to man. It's called persistence hunting. Before guns, before knives, before weapons. We used our bodies to hunt. More specifically, we chased our prey until it collapsed. Nowadays, this method probably would not be ideal and then recommended in a hunter safety course. The Kalahari hunters chased their prey, typically kudu, antelope, for two to five hours, over 25 to 35 kilometers, in temperatures over 100 degrees. Humans actually use much less energy to increase speed than most animals. Right, so we have the ability to actually regulate. Their sweat also helps keep the runners cool, whereas the animal must rest when they find water. Right, the ideal time for the Kalahari is to go in for the kill. Right? Most animals don't override unless there's danger. If they're hungry, they eat. If they're thirsty, they drink. If they're tired, they rest. Human beings have the ability to override that. So the Kalahari because the best, the only real weapon they have are rocks and spears, they have to come in at close range. So they have to get in close proximity to make it happen. So they will follow them until the animals get to a place of rest. And then they find water. And then that's when the, the Kalahari will come in and make the kill. Persistence hunting is thought to have been one of the earliest forms of human hunting, evolved over 2 million years ago. By understanding their target, by understanding the environment and themselves, exercising extreme patience and persistence created a way of life for an entire society. Why am I sharing this with you? Why is this relevant? Because persistence hunting can change the game for you in business, right? So we're gonna dive into a little bit of how does this apply? Where does it make sense in the sales game? Now, if you've been doing sales for, I don't know, more than a week now, <laughs> you understand that follow-up is part of the process. And if you know anything about this and have had been around sales teams for any length of time, you know that follow-up is one of the biggest Achilles heels for most salespeople, sales teams, sales organizations. 
it is just left on the table all the time. Follow-ups are rough. It's a tough game. People don't want to do follow-up, right? It's a struggle. There's a lot of false conceptions about it, bad ideas, right? Follow-up leads are rough. Follow-up leads are bad. Follow-up leads are people who aren't interested. Follow-up means you're chasing people. Feels like you're begging. Like there's a ton of reasons. But here's some of the truth. Let me just, let's talk about some specific numbers around this, right? 48% of sales people, sorry, sales people never follow up with a prospect. Pay attention to these numbers and see and rate yourself on this. Be honest, be truthful. 48% of salespeople never follow up with a prospect. 25% of salespeople make a second contact and stopped. 12% of salespeople only make three contacts and stop. And less than 10% of salespeople make more than three contacts. Okay, now think about that. Ten, less than 10% of salespeople make more than three contacts. Now, write that down, keep that in mind. 2% of sales are made on the first contact, two. 3% of sales are made on the second contact, 5% on the third, 10% are made on the fourth contact. 80% of sales, it's actually 78.7, according to the Business Research Institute, 78% of sales are made from the fifth to 12th contact. Fifth to 12th contact. And that number is going up more and more and more. Meaning you have to be as persistent as crazy. That number, that 12th contact is getting closer to 20 now. People need to see consistency. They need to see, they need to be able to see that you're not just another person who is bombarding them with messages and, fall and, and nonsense. But just think about this from a spec, for perspective. If less than 10% of salespeople make more than three contacts and 80% of sales are made after the fifth to the 12th contact, more like the 20th, can you see there's an obvious problem? There's a massive opportunity being missed and there's a lot of sales being left on the table. A lot of people being unserved. Why don't we follow up? Most of the time, you don't have a system. You don't have a plan. You don't want to be a pest, right? Quite honestly, I think it's because you have not been fully committed and aware of the true impact you make in people's lives. Because if you did, you would be relentless in pursuit of making sure they have that opportunity presented to them until they say no. Now, you need a philosophy as well as a strategy and a plan. My personal philosophy is one I borrowed from a former mentor, but it's simply follow up until they buy or die. There's no such thing as a no, there's only a not right now, because nobody on the planet knows for sure if it's going to be a no six months from now, because you don't know where you're going to be in your life. You're, everybody's station in life changes every day. So how do, on earth could you know today that six or nine months or 12 months or 28 months from now, your entire life could be switched, shifted around. Your circumstances could be different so that the thing you were an absolute certain no about today could be 100% positive. Yes, tomorrow, next month, next year. Think about that. No such thing as a no. Unless somebody says, I hate you, stay out of my life. Don't ever call me again or I'm calling the cops. Here's a restraining order, a cease and desist. It's a little different story. I'm assuming you don't have too many of those <laughs> to paper your wall with. 
all right? So let's dive into that, okay? Why do we ignore the facts? Those facts that I just mentioned, why do we ignore them? We believe the prospect is no longer interested. False, false assumption. You have no idea if they're interested or not. You have no idea what's going on in their life. Most people, the two things that happen that I know for sure, when somebody leaves the phone with you, the problems come back and the solutions go away. They are right back into the spin cycle of their life. It's not that they're no longer interested. They don't have time, focus, or maybe even the knowledge of how to weigh the facts differently. And they're going right back to dealing with the 4,000 problems they had before they talk to you. Don't ever assume they're not interested. We assume the temperature has dropped. Again, you don't know that. Right? Maybe everybody else says it's no good. To other people say, don't follow up. Experts all the time. I see tons of my colleagues out that are saying consistently, just focus on getting them in the door. I know very, very well-known marketing experts in this space that say, don't spend your time chasing those other leads. Just get them when they come through the door. There's so many more out there. Just keep coming, focusing on those people. Don't get me started. That's a whole nother conversation, but you cannot trust that. Okay. We don't realize the truth of how important we are to our prospects. To me is the number one challenge. If you did, you would move heaven and earth to make sure you continue to get in front of them. Okay. If we get in front of the wrong people, we get poor results. So then we assume that the wrong people are all people. Get better at getting in front of the right people, but don't stop pursuing the people who've already expressed some interest. If they raise their hand at one point, they are they're interested. They've raised their hand for interest. Now they just need to see something presented from you in a way that actually motivates them and moves them to move forward. All right? Make it simple. Just have a system in place that ensures you are following up and following through. Even if you're not creative, I have, I'm going to share with you some key strategies around how we do this in a way that has always been very effective for me. Okay. But at the very, the most important part here is just have a plan, have a system, have a philosophy to work from and have a plan that will ensure that this actually happens. All right. So here we go. Here's the first thing there's, I got, this is, an, I actually stumbled across this webinar that I taught gosh, six years ago. And it was called Persistence Hunting, How to Become a Follow-Up Monster. And I used to teach this five C's of a follow-up system. First one is calendar. Calendar every call. You talk to somebody, get a system in place. Like our, sales, our system we have for our sales team, you cannot close a transaction until you've recorded your next scheduled activity for that particular, uh, for that record, for that client. A calendar every call. That which does not get calendared does not get done. Number one reason for failure. All right. Two, chronicle. Okay. Chronicle the purpose of the lead. If you don't remember why you called, don't expect to demonstrate value. Take notes. It's a pain in the butt. I will tell you firsthand for me, I hate doing this stuff because I don't like putting details on. I'm going to just get to the next call. Take good notes. Tell yourself a good story so that way it reminds you of exactly what's going on with this person. The next time you call, you'll familiarize yourself. It is important. You can put yourself back into that place. Have some great energy about it. Okay, calendar, chronicle. Next is connect. Connect to the who. Build a relationship and demonstrate your reliability. Don't just send stuff. Don't just 
Oh, hey, still want to see if you made up your mind. Well, who the hell wants to talk to you about that? Of course, now you are being a pest, right? Next is commit. Commit to the when. When you say, I'm going to follow up with you at the third week of November, do it. And then stick to your timelines and remind them of the timelines you're sticking to. Hey, no, when we spoke last, you mentioned that we we're going to reach out right before Thanksgiving. So I'm doing that right now. And here's something that I have that, that I had in mind for you. Right? You're going to let them know you're dependable, you're reliable, you stick to your schedules, which is also probably more than what they're doing. Good chance. All right. Next, convert them into an additional resource. At this point, it's not about you selling them something. This is about building a relationship. It's about instilling value. It's about uh, communicating dependability and reliability, demonstrating to them that you actually were paying attention when you spoke and you understand them. Right? Convert them into an additional resource. Maybe this isn't time to be talking about, are you ready to buy? You're demonstrating that you understand them. So you have other resources that you can give them that will help solve that problem or an aspect of the problem that you solve. Okay. If you've done all the first four, they will respect you and they will want and appreciate a service that you provide. I, I talk to people about working launches. Like we can strategize for your launch or we provide our sales support for your launch, your live event, your high ticket mastermind. If you don't work with us on your launch, great. Afterwards, I have a debrief process that I love to share with you. Since we do debriefs at scale, we, should, we do more debriefs in a year than we probably do in your lifetime because we debrief everything. So we've got a lot of nuances around it. So I offer it to people after they've done a launch. Then we say, oh, here's some different areas that we could have helped you pick up additional sales. Right? Just another, it's a resource for them to show where some gaps might be so that then on their next launch, they don't have those gaps. Just one of the many examples. Right? And you absolutely have those same things. Maybe you just haven't broken them out. Maybe you haven't thought about it. So to be a persistence hunter, think about this. An antelope, any animal, right? they're very vigilant. They can sense, hear, feel, smell what's going on around them. And these uh, Kalahari Bushmen, they would follow and track them and they would be in their environment for so long they would seem natural because they put themselves in the world. They didn't just randomly show up out of nowhere, right? These animals wouldn't be scared of them because they could feel them in the presence because they weren't pursuing them and then pouncing on them to close them. They were ever present in their environment. They didn't sprint after them. They kept a cadence. They stayed comfortable. They stayed on pace. They stayed familiar. They could smell them. It wasn't a new smell because they smelled them because they stayed in their environment for a long time. So it wasn't something out of the ordinary, right? If you make yourself a visible staple in your potential client's world, they have no reason to think you have ulterior motives because you're there to provide service. Now, here's the problem. Most of you won't do that because you ain't got that kind of time. You just want to be talking to people if they can buy from you, which is just like I mentioned with those marketers earlier. Very, you know, well-known, reputable marketers. That's what they talk about. I ain't got time to be following people up. There's plenty of other people we can capture on the first one. Well, that's great. It's not a long-term plan for success in my book. Right? I have made lots of money on the back end. We typically make our fourth quarter using this strategy, okay? 
As a matter of fact, I literally just today pulled, we have close to 60 days left at the end of this year. And I sent a, a request from my team to compile all of the appointments that I've had over the course of this year for 2018. And we're going to compile them and move through them, rank them, sort them, prioritize them. And then I will be reaching out if you're one of those people who I've had a conversation with this year. Expect to reach out for me because we want to engage. We want to provide more value. We want to further the relationship. It's got nothing to do with will you buy now. It's, I know that the time's going to come in the future where this is a viable, viable option for you. And I want you to be as informed as you can be. I want you to have more opportunity to get to know me. I want you to have better opportunity to be able to build a relationship with me, see how I move and flow, share more expertise with you. So that by the time that time comes when you are ready, you know there shouldn't be any question. You're like, yeah, he's been consistent. He's been around. He's followed through. He's shared a lot of resources with me. He knows his stuff and he cares. And he's taken the time to invest in me even when I'm not buying from him. I, I get a lot of business like that. You will too. Okay. So what are the things that you could be sending? Right. First of all, here's the thing. Determine a cadence. Right. First, determine a philosophy. Right? Again, just something that wears, if you don't have one, borrow mine, right? There's no such thing as a no. Every no is a not right now. And I follow up until they buy or die, which means you're never going off my radar until you tell me I'm done and I never want to hear from you again. Because until then, I'm going to continue to be in your world and continue to provide value. Now, there are plenty of people who would say that's a waste of time, effort, and energy. Hey, good on you. Knock yourself out. You go do your thing, and you do you. I'll do me. How about that? <laughs> All right? But I'm telling you, this stuff is difference makers and game changers. All right? Now determine, once you've got the a philosophy, right? Um, maybe it's a number of times. Maybe it's over a period of time. You follow up maybe based on your, your timeline, maybe, you know, also it helps to know, to be entrenched in what these people do. What do these people do in their life? Do you happen to know? Maybe your product is based on a timeline of buying a house. Maybe once you found out this person has bought a house, they no longer need your services if they're a realtor. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be building relationships with them for going forward. I know for a fact, you know, I spent years in mortgage and I have people, once they, once somebody made a, a transaction with somebody else, then it's easy to write them off and say, oh, well, they already work with this person. So of course, if they're going to refer somebody, they're going to refer that person. That's not necessarily true. They could have been very unhappy. Maybe they didn't trust their instinct. They went with that other person instead of working with you, but everything didn't go as smooth. So they're not referring to that person or maybe that person dropped out of their life. So they have no reason to refer to them, but because you're there and you're building a relationship and they wish they would have went with you or given you a chance. Now they send other people to you. Don't give up on this stuff. This is, this is game changers. When marketing gets tough, when Facebook ads get expensive, when buying, buying marketing collateral is a big deal, this is the difference maker. This is the stuff that changes the game. Then you don't have to depend on cold traffic and all these other brilliant marketing strategies. Right? You could bank on your ability to deliver and your ability to follow up and your ability to have great relationships and deliver great results. I would not count on that 10 times out of 10 every day of the week over my ability to capture somebody's attention with a fantastic ad. 
How about you? Think about that. All right. So we have a seven by 21 cadence, right? I recommend that you create a cadence, something that works for you. Seven by 21. That seven touches over 21 days, then go to nurture. Now, what goes in those seven touches? Hey, this is where you have to be careful. This is going to take some work. Everything I'm telling you here takes effort. It will take effort, energy, and attention for you to do this. Or you can keep doing crap the way you've been doing it, and I hope it works. But you need to stop, right? Have a strategy and have a plan for this. And take a little bit of work on the front end because you got to build the system first. And it doesn't mean you have to build a big technology system. It just means you need to put some thought into this. And everyone's going to be different based on who your client is, based on your sales cycle, based on the timeline of the product and the offering, right? You have to pay attention and take good notes so you know how to be in front of people and know how to generate and share. You have so much at your disposal now that's because of social media and the way this was. Six years ago when I was building this, this particular webinar, that wasn't even on the radar. It wasn't like it is today. Okay, so determine the cadence. Then pre-plan the experience. What's the experience you want them to have over that 20 days, right? Or whatever your time frame is. So for me, it's, it's seven by 21, right? Seven, 21 days. If you're looking for a number, I'd give you one. It's essentially three, two, two. Three touches, two touches, two touches. So that's obviously 21 days is three weeks. So it's three, two, two. You can, it, that's just a number. It just works for me. It, uh, you do not have to copy that or use that, but you need to have something there. Okay. And then again, pre-plan the experience. What do you need them to see after, what was the most important thing they see 24 or 48 hours after you speak? And then what else do you need them to see? Is it a case study? Is it a thank you? Is it a value add service? Right? Is it a freebie, a resource? Is it testimonial videos? Is it, is it a piece of education that they need to understand that helps make you more valuable? Is it a resource? Do you have a resource you can provide them? Do you, is part of, part of that, that um, cadence, that, that, that seven touch point, there should be wins in there. Hey, here's something, here's a great win that we just had with a client. Or here's a story. Right? A story that's just relevant. It doesn't have to, please don't make every one of these a selling opportunity. That's not what this is about. This is instilling value, inst creating credibility, illustrating your intense understanding of their circumstance based on the, the type of clients you work with and what you do, okay? And I recommend somewhere in there should be a physical touch point, right? I've got a stack right here on my desk. I have a stack of thank you cards and a book of stamps. And once a week I go through uh, every Friday and I go through who this week that I talked to that needs a thank you card. And I hand write a thank you card, put a stamp on it, send it. Sometimes there'll be a Starbucks card in there. Sometimes there'll be an Amazon gift card in there. Sometimes there's nothing in there, but I'm at least sending something they could put their hands on a touch. Maybe, you know, it could be anything. It's up to you. You can write a handwritten note. You can send them a gift. You can send them a zip drive with videos on it. There's no limit. The only limit, thing limit here is your own creativity. Okay, but build an experience. Do not just send random information. Build an experience and don't make all of it about closing. Don't call, if you call people and say, well, I was just wondering, did you make up your mind yet? You're going to be a pest. Then of course they don't want to talk to you. What's the purpose? You're not providing any additional value. 
right? I just had somebody today I was sent a proposal out to an engagement, right? And then I shot him off a text today with a video resource. Hey, just want to make sure you've seen this. You understand a little bit more about how we work. Wasn't, hey, by the way, are you ready to make a deal? That was not in the equation. He already knows the circumstances and the terms. We've put it out there. Now I'm just letting him know I'm still here and I'm still thinking about him and I'm providing resource and there's more to come. Okay. Here's the other thing. There's, so, there's no limit. We could do this call could be 20 hours long. <laughs> no joke. Cause there's no limit to how different ways you can approach this. The key is, are you thinking about it now? And are you going to put a plan in place to make this work? Okay. So here's what I recommend you get started because you're human and because business is not perfect. <laughs> there's life. You will get behind. You will fall off the system at times. So not if, but when you go back and get caught up, always, you're always going to have older leads than newer leads. Always start with the hottest and most recent. Don't go, well, I got to catch this person before they get too old. This person I just spoke to last week. So let me go back to the people from 60 days ago. No, prioritize the most recent, prioritize the hottest, prioritize the most engaged. Okay, so here's a simple, simple formula for it that I, that I do. I put every, I take out all the leads that we have that I've been working with to people I've been talking to, and I sort them by A's, B's, and C's. A's are the people who engage or are very, very rich in possibility, right? B's are the people who are there. They're interested. They have. They're not hot. They don't. They haven't engaged on a massive level. They've and they've maybe never spent money with you. Right. Other people have engaged. They've, they've, they've showed up warm. Maybe they've spent money with you. They open your emails. They're, they're, they're definitely in the A range. Okay. Start with them. Those are the people you want. If they're already warm, you want to keep them warm. Right. And if they're, if the B's, if they're already engaged and moving, you want to start moving some more of those to the A's. C's are the ones that are a little less, they're more resistant. They didn't have a hot timeline. They didn't have something massive happening that needs to be addressed now. They didn't express a tremendous amount of interest. They just were curious. There's somebody that needs to be educated and nurtured further. Okay. Prioritize the A's, then the B's, then the C's. And just know that that's always in play. And it's an always changing and never, uh, I say never constant target, right? It's always moving, which means, again, based on where people are, they're more likely or less likely to have a higher level of need for you. Right. If I know somebody has an event coming or a launch plan or a project they're working on, something they have to deal with, they're, they're much higher need right now. If somebody's 12 months away from a project or six months away from a project, they're not as much of a need, or at least they don't understand that they are. Right. They're further upstream. They're further from, you know, if you've been paying attention to our stages of readiness, need, and desire, right? They're further upstream than they are from the falls. Okay. Your job is to become the persistence hunter. Be that ever-present force in their world, that constant presence that says, I got you, I know, right? They shouldn't be a surprise when they turn around and see you because they know that you're there. Follow their, their Facebook pages, follow their social media profiles and engage. If you see a big day coming for them, something that was awesome, some milestone in their life, if they had a baby born, they had a marriage, they had a birthday, something, well, send them a card. Send them something out of order. Send them a present. Go on Amazon. Buy them something. Right? This, again, this is all about your level of commitment to positioning yourself as the person who can not just solve their problem, but cares immensely about the problem that they're having enough 
to want to be positioned as the person who would have the privilege and the honor to help them solve it. Right? Make sense? So like I said, we just went through this today. I'm going to challenge you to do it today. Pull your leads, look back through them all, sort them by A's, B's, and C's and start reaching out, right? Build your, determine what's your philosophy. No such thing as a no. Follow up till they buy or die. Determine a cadence, a seven by 21. Maybe you want to do five in 10 days. Maybe you want to do six over 30 days. It doesn't matter. You pick the number and find the time that you can actually commit to and make sense to, and then build that experience. What's the experience you would want them to have after they've spoken to you as a possibility? Right? And if all of this is a challenge for you, then I'm going to invite you to go back to really consider What's the limiting beliefs? What is holding you back from actually believing that these people are interested? What myths are you buying into? What false assumptions are you making that because they didn't buy from you the first time through that they're not ready to buy from you now? And what would they need to see in you in terms of consistency, care, expertise, credibility, follow through? Maybe that's just what they want to see. Maybe they want to see how, how will you still be in this fight for them and with them? Do you have the test of time? Hey, if you're going to be in business a year from now, 10 years from now, you might as well start setting up the pipeline for those people to be coming around later. You're not going to close everybody today. Remember, 2% of sales come on the first call. 80% after that 12th call. Don't you want to be one of those 80%? Don't you want to be the one that they have? Right? And my personal experience is they're going to call the person who's most familiar and Who's at their fingertips? There's a lot of really great people who can solve problems like you. I got news for you. You're amazing, but there's a lot of people who can do what you can do, at least from the client's perspective. I know that I'm great at what I do. I know my team is fabulous at what they do. And I know there's a lot of other people who do it. And so if it can be close between me and somebody else, guess what? I want to be the one who's available. I want them to have had a greater experience of me. I want them when it comes time to make a decision later when they're ready to, 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 to make a decision and hire somebody, I want them to go, you know what? He's been in touch with me every week or every few months. He has sent me some great resources that actually have been valuable to me that I've utilized. He's had some great results for people. He's got a great reputation in the industry. You know what? I, I'm, and, he, and he's here. I, have, I know how to reach him because he's constantly keeping himself in front of me with things that are of value to me instead of just promoting his wares. And I get a lot of business like that. And I want you to have the same. So create your system, create your philosophy, create your policy, and then start working from it. Do not wait till it's perfect. Just get it in action and commit to it. I guarantee you, you're going to pick up extra business going through this year. This can make the difference between you reaching your goals for the end of the year and not. Right? Go make it happen. Can't wait to see uh, what, what comes from you. Reach out to me at podcast at salesunscripted.com. Uh, also join us at uh, Facebook at CU at seven in Facebook group where we are here to help you get from six figures to seven or make that next seven figures. We're just here to be on that journey, be your resource, be your cheerleader, um, be whatever we can be to help uh, be a part of that journey and witness your success in your climb. Till then go out. Do business and life on your terms, and we'll see you on the next call. All right, Jim, I'll show them where to go from here, man. Look, if you love what you're hearing, here's a great way to get more. You can get a free month's access to our awesome drop-in coaching group. 
All you got to do is subscribe, rate, and review the show and share it. Then head over to salesunscripted.com forward slash get more to get your free month of drop-in coaching with Jim as our thank you. We'll see you next time on Sales Unscripted.